evening. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name's Becky. My name's Mike. I'm Ken. And I'm Philip. That went well. <laughs> and first of all, I'd like to start off by welcoming in our new hosts for this month, CC Music, Duby, and Cleavy. So, how is everybody doing? Fine, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, let's do the show review. Uh, has everybody listened to all the shows? Most of them, I think. Yeah, not all, most of them. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I've listened to most of the Old Camp shows you've done this month. Okay, cool. Well, 10.46 was the HPR Community News for July 2012. And then we had, um, the following day was the second in the soldering series by Mr. X, which was an audio demonstration of soldering. Now, personally, I didn't think that this was going to be possible, but in actual fact, it worked out quite well. And I don't know if that's because I have done soldering before, or if uh, if it's simply because he's very good at explaining it. Has have any of you listened to that show? Um, I listened to it, and it's actually inspired me to go to Maplin's and buy a soldering iron. Yeah, the, the only thing that concerned me was that he... Well, not concerned me. I mean, you, you need good tools, so... It's a lot of an investment to buy a good soldering iron that you could do the core temperature on. I suppose. I mean, I, I, I wasn't inspired that much. I was inspired to get myself an entry-level um, soldering iron and start looking at um, start looking at it. I've got to the stage now where I'm particularly at camp with all the hardware stuff. I started thinking, perhaps I should look at some hardware stuff because I've not really looked at hardware ever. Yeah. I was actually reading the, uh, we'll probably get to it as well, but remind me about it if uh, Raspberry Pi, uh, Raspberry Pi magazine, I don't know if any of you read that at all, that they have, they're running a series in there on hardware hacking and they use a breadboard, so it kind of eliminates the soldering issue for you. But anyway, let's get back to the point. Episode 1048 was a welcome return to Mr. Gadgets onto um, the network here with another of his drive-by shows and thankfully he's got quite a few more in the queue this was entitled get off this rock the premise of which was if we don't um, you know uh, we're not very redundant if the only place we exist as humans and uh, and other plants and animals is if we live on this planet so the following day was a 1049 syndicated thursday og camp 11 laura Tchaikovsky, Life Outside of IRC and Floss, and uh, this was put together by Robert Catling, who unfortunately wasn't at Outcamp this year. And then we had uh, 10.50 was Talk Geek to Me News from uh, from Deep Geek, a welcome back after a long sabbatical, and he's picked up his regular schedule. Then the first uh, from our new host was an intro to the music, and this was a nice show put together by CC Music, um, with a uh, you know a few some songs intermingled with a uh, updates from the floss uh, news from the, around the floss community, I particularly liked two the the first two songs. Didn't particularly like the second two songs, but you know there you go. That's what you have with um, with uh, new with CC music. Here. Any of you into Creative Commons music at all? Yes, we are. Are we, Philip? Yeah, we love a bit of free music. Um, listen to um, Dan um, from Linux Outlaws does his um, rat hole radio, so um, that's pretty good. You've also got John Spriggs, John the Nice Guy Spriggs, that does CC hits. 
both of those shows have been syndicated here on Syndicated Thursday on Hacker Public Radio. Da, 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 da. Isn't and there also a new one called The Bugcast? That's correct, yep. Well I, well, I don't know how new they are, but I think we've syndicated them recently. So, moving on, we had Linux in the shell. Oh, hang on a second. There's, um, yeah, free music. Uh, Professor Click. Have you ever listened to his stuff? That's absolutely amazing. I, I paid money for that because... Um, <laughs> Well, it's of a quality which is, you, you know, it's better than some of the, most of the crap that's available in the charts at the moment. So that's good stuff. So Professor Click, look him up on Google. Will do. Is that a uh, podcast or uh, just an artist? Yeah, no, that's the uh, name of the artist. So, but he does, he releases most of his stuff. On, off, I'm pretty sure it's Creative Commons. So um, it's, it's definitely free, but, you know. It is Creative Commons. Dan plays it quite a lot on Rat Hole Radio. Yeah, I thought I heard of him the website is professor k-l-i-q that's kilo lima indigo quebec dot com then we had uh, the following day was a dan's continue 13th show on um, hbr linux in the shell the top of top and this was a in-depth look into one of the most used commands on linux explaining what all the features of top are yeah, I, I quite like that one because um, it's a command I've not really used before, but I've actually started to use it because my PC is getting really slow, and I've just found that by using it, it's Nautilus, which is uh, yeah, which is taking all my, my CPU and stuff, so it's really good to know. I think Dan did a, a brilliant job there. He uh, covered areas there that I've been using Top for a long time, uh, trying to control uh, multi-user Unix systems and so forth, and uh, never really understood all that, all that it showed just looked for the guy who was hogging the, the CPU. I thought Dan's uh, done a great job explaining every tiny detail. He is absolutely excellent at um, going through each of the commands, and uh, well, not in this one, in the next uh, episode 14, which is 1062, which we haven't got to yet. Um, it was the first time I seen him come across one of the options uh, where he didn't fully understand what was going on about it, and I thought, yes, at last, at least he is human. Okay, uh, the f- but getting back to the plan, which is 1053, uh, which is Zoke with a question also, uh, welcome back to Zoke, and Zoke's question was essentially, do we need a charity for podcasters? So what do you think, uh, folks? Oh, I think yes. Charity as in different than sort of using Flatter or any kind of donations mechanism on their site? Uh, I think the point was, yeah, a charity that would have something like uh, 502c or 802c, whatever the US um, tax deductible for charities thing is, then you could donate and it would be spread amongst the podcasters. But as you as you say, Becky, I was thinking while listening to it, yeah, would Flatter not um, allow you to do it like that? Um, the other aspect, I mean, I left a comment on this episode. Um, the one thing that sprung to mind was, isn't this the kind of thing that Linux Fund is for? Tell us more. Um, there's a, there is a charity already to uh, fund uh, open source projects. Um, Linux Fund. Um, and it currently funds things, I believe it's Blender and Audacity, or I think it's definitely Blender, but there's a, a bunch of projects that they that they fund. Um would podcasts not qualify as projects in this in this sort of uh, arena? They might very well do, but um, 
Yeah, it's uh, again, it's it's spurred some debate whether uh, whether podcasts should be funded. I I don't I don't actually know. I I always look lowly on the contributions that I've made, and I would hate to think of somebody you know diverting money away from me, away to me, for instance, instead of giving it to what I would consider myself worthwhile foundations like the uh, Accessible Computing Foundation, for instance. I think the only trouble would be, if we think about how our charity organisations are set up, or certainly in the UK, the actual bidding of the money in that fund, you know, you're, you're in danger of making something so complicated that actually it's, it's hard to manage. Yeah, exactly. But nonetheless, a very interesting question. And the following day we had a, another one of the uh, Og Camp 11 shows, which was Becky Hogg, Barefoot and Cyberspace. The day after that was uh, Talk Geek to Me News. And then the following week was a complete Og Camp week, uh, day one. Then we had Simon Phipps, uh, a new uh, a new show by uh, Doobie, who, uh, who, I, who was actually down in the, um, was it, uh, the, the booth beside us in the, at the exhibition area. And I convinced him to uh, record a show and submit it. So that was a direct new contributor. Then we had Hardware Hacking, and then we had the evening show, um, the morning show of the Sunday. And on the Friday, then we had the farewell. So that was the week of Ogham. Can I just say that it worked really well this year, the way you did it, um, almost like sound bites. So rather than long protracted interviews, linking together lots of sound bites, and it did. It gave a good feel. Why, thank you very much, Becky. I actually uh, promised far too much last year um, to people, which is the reason why, uh, well, some of the things, just to explain to people if this is the first time they listen to Hacker Public Radio or if they joined us in the last year, um, last year we didn't have that idea where you could reserve a block as such. Well, we had it when I proposed it to the to the um, uh, email list, and if you want to be part of as I jokingly said to Becky earlier on, the HPR Parliament, you can join the uh, the mailing list and you get an equal say uh, with everybody else on how HPR is run. And um, we agreed there that if somebody's going to take the time to go to a show to record interviews, then that they would be allowed to have a week uh, of shows after they come back. But more to your point, this time I didn't make any promises that I was going to edit in shows or do uh, accessibility um, versions of shows or tags or stuff like that. It also must have made it easier for you, though, to actually keep the interview sort of more short and punchy because you knew, you know, how you were going to release them. You already had that plan. No, I didn't. I just winged it. Was that off the cuff? Well done. Well, you think I plan stuff? Keesh. I know, you, I know you don't plan, Ken. Thank you very much. My faith in humanity is restored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the reason I know is because I just came over to your booth just to uh, you know say hello and have a chat. And within like two seconds, I had a microphone in my face. Now, how, you couldn't possibly plan that. Same thing, yeah. I saw him in action. He was, he was uh, doing machines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like a podcasting robot. <laughs> Exterminate. I thought one year though, I will try and give you a um, a proper a proper interview, Ken, as opposed to me just looking startled every time you put that microphone in my face. <laughs> well, I, unfortunately, my mic is a bit uh, intimidating because it's it's very directing. It's a very directional. 
and if it isn't right under your nose, then um, what happens is uh, it fades away very quickly. I'm using a Zoom H2, and um, so much so that one of the guys I was interviewing, I won't say which, kept walking away, and we were about <laughs> 10 meters, at the end of the interview, we were about 10 meters away from where we started it. To such a point where I uh, had to hold his hand and pull him closer to the mic. <laughs> Is that why he kept backing us into corners? Yeah, you, know, you you give us nowhere to escape to. Uh, I have my evil plan. I think um, I should take responsibility as well. So the next time it happens, Ken, I'm just going to uh, punch you straight on the nose and say, "Come back in half an hour once I've composed my thoughts." Sure thing. Dave, did you want to say something or? No, sorry, I was just adjusting my uh, mumble settings here. Not a bother. Okay, then moving on, we had um, uh, Talk Give To Me News, which was moved thanks to Deep Geek again for allowing us to bump that out to the Monday. And then we had Linux in the shell, which was the bottom of top. And as I was saying, Dan, this was the first time when he got into the kernel flags or something that he actually went into the source code of the, you know, the actual .c.h files to get uh, to find out what they were and uh, it was the one time I, I felt that he was kind of threading on uncertain territory but my god the amount of knowledge that that guy has is amazing and then uh, 1063 was freedom and licensing uh, Ahuka who was responding to uh, using HBR as a platform to respond to the Linux action show um, who had um, who had done an interview with uh, Richard Stallman and subsequently released um, source code under the GPL and I believe subsequently has returned it back to being proprietary licensed, which was an interesting discussion in itself. And then we had uh, 1064, which was the OGCAMP 11 discussion panel. Uh, and we still have um, more interviews from last year still in the queue because I promised people to release them along with their shows and then I promised other people that I would release the shows only release the presentations if I had the slides translated so that's quite a lot of work so that's why it's taking that amount of time and then finally we had Cleavy with 1065 uh, a wireless tip which is officially the shortest Hacker Public Radio episode ever congratulations Cleavy Yay, go Cleavy! Is that because he had a bottle of Doom Bar to get to? No, yeah. it's... Thank, can't just say thank you for the beers again, to Cleavy. <laughs> the beers were awesome, guys, thanks. Beers? What beers do we speak yeah. of? Uh, Cleavy and Marshall. Well, I was just sat outside at Odd Camp, and Cleavy and Marshall presented me with a Tesco's bag full of beer. It was amazing. So oh, I yeah. helped him drink it. Oh, thank you very much, buddies. <laughs> Well, we took it all the way home with us. So On then, the train? <laughs> we got a few odd looks because I put it on the table and started photographing it. But the um, <clears throat> I did actually share it with Becky, so it was really nice as well. It's a, it's a proper nice real ale from down in Hobbitland where they live you know, down in Cornwall. Oh, very nice, very nice. Because I'll tell you one thing, the beer was very suspect there. At Liverpool, definitely. Yeah, I mean, how you have to, I think, I really, well, for a start, it was really cheap. For a second, it didn't taste like much. And for a third, um, you had 400 geeks all looking, all up until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning drinking, yet were able to have coherent conversations. Yeah, there's something wrong there. Uh, there was actually, 
Becky was um, she was looking at the the website for the hotel that we stayed in and that hosted all the parties and stuff. She was saying that when you book in, you can pay a five, you can pay five a fiver, and you receive a bracelet, and from that point on, you get every drink you buy for a pound. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah, it wasn't very well advertised to us. You're all dumbstruck now, aren't you? You don't know what. (laughs) Shocked and stunned. Although, uh, again, having drank the beer. (laughs) Yeah, good good point. Okay, let's move on to um, some thanks. Again, I want to thank uh, David Whitman for chipping in for the banner. You know the big banner that we had there that was uh, sponsored by David Whitman? Yeah, uh, that was impressive. It was even on... It looked even professional as well. Like HPO is a proper professional exhibitor. What do you mean? <laughs> we are a professional exhibitor. I'm shocked and stunned. Thank you very much, Mike. I'm I'm really really hurt to the core. But no, it was it's uh, it was fantastic. Featured heavily also on uh, Dan's day one roundup thing, where we had the meta interview him in, interview me and me interviewing him, which may have sounded a bit odd to people if they hadn't known what was going on. I guess on on my end. Yeah, no, I watched. I think that, um, Fab's put the video up on YouTube, hasn't he? So, yeah. It, yeah, it might be better if you look at that. But um, for yeah, for that was that was fantastic. And I would like to t- thank personally somebody who's on the call here, Mister Dave, uh, for helping me out with that podcast list. Thank you very much. I know. Thank you on um, You're very the show. You're most welcome. It was quite fun. <laughs> Any more projects like that? Just let me know. I think we. Uh, I'd well, really like to get that um, tidied up so it could actually be run automatically. It's. It's actually uh, a lot of people seem to like it for some reason. Just to be clear, the information, the vast majority of that list has come from the LinuxLink.net. Dan Washko again from uh, Linux in the Shell and uh, the LinuxLink.net fame has put together that. And uh, I was sitting there one night thinking, okay. I want to give something out to people so that, uh, you know, here's a list of podcasts. Oh, thanks. Interesting. And if you're interested in doing a podcast, here's our business card and how you can start doing it. So it was a good way to kind of um, engage people as they walked past the booth. So um, uh, LT Dano one you can feel free to join in. We're recording the Hacker Public Radio Community News. If you want to uh, join in, feel free to. And where was I? Yes. So it was, it worked out very well. Um, to be able to hand out that list to people and um, you know get them get them started. Are you planning to? Um, I know you've got it on your blog, the the end result. Are you planning to to keep it up to date there or put it on HPR or, or what? What I would actually like to do is have the um, uh, the backend thing and just give that to Dan. Um, you know, so that he could cron tab that script and then write. You were saying that you could do a HTML thing. So write that in the format that Dan could use. Now he separates yep. them out based on uh, Linux shows and then other shows. So um, we would then need to look into the RSS feed if we could identify the Linux shows from the other shows, or whether that would be some metadata we'd need to add to the um, to the yet another markup language file. <laughs> okay, okay, we can talk about this on Mumble, perhaps. Yes, indeed. It's a lot I was amazed at how many there were. Yeah, well, we had them sorted by uh, last published date. So, you know, they're active. So the newer ones, the ones that had released, were further up. But it's still got, you still, like, 
just to explain to people what I produced was a uh, A4 booklet thing. So an uh, A4 is like a letter page for the US listeners. And it, um, it was printed on both sides with four, two sheets per page. So uh, when you folded it in the center, uh, landscape, printed landscape, you can fold it over to make it into a little booklet, four-page booklet. So I managed to kind of, through hacking um, font sizes and stuff, managed to get it onto a four-page booklet. And the, the writing was really, really small. But it was uh, it was quite nice to be able to fit everybody in. And some other news is the um, uh, the Deep Geek again for bumping a show, and I also uh, made a mess of Deep Geek's Talk Geek to Me News, which was the last show that I published before I went to Hog Camp. I put the wrong show notes out, and the queue is not up to date. The encoding is not finished because I was at Hog Camp, and. For the coming months, I'm not going to be doing any development, any other stuff other than posting the shows and, you know, the regular maintenance of uh, of HPR because I need to do stuff for work and life. Um, for those of you who uh, are worried about Deviates and a lot of Linux links show podcast, uh, I was speaking to him on another matter and he's doing fine, uh, just doing a little bit of pod fitting. And but his health is fine, and he himself is fine. So um, that's all good news there. And one other thing is uh, the New Year show, which uh, Becky and Phil were on last year. Well, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking perhaps we could do a twenty-four hour show this year. Twenty-four hours. Yes, indeed. And that's. Not as bad as you think, because last year, actually, when I went to bed, uh, I came up the following morning, the guys were still going, but the 24-hour show, uh, if we started it when it is New Year's in Tuvalu, it would still only be, uh, what, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning for me, 1 o'clock for me, 12 o'clock for you guys. And I was speaking to some of the other podcasters, and they also mentioned that it would be nice to get on board with that and... Uh, and th- uh, this is an open invitation. It's not not a HBR thing per se, but it would be uh, nice to have like a year roundup from the podcasting community. So I'll probably be contacting everybody on that list to see if they wanted to join, um, because um, and just do a twenty-four hour mumble extravaganza type of thing with alcohol involved on New Year's Eve. Oh my God! There's always alcohol on New Year's Eve. <laughs> less required it was a hoot last year actually i really enjoyed it so that's something to look forward to i think yeah i was i was listening to the um the new year's uh podcast and i I noticed that there was a a distinct lowering of the tone when you guys came on uh there there was all of a sudden a massive swear fest (laughs) (laughs) i get work i get work tourettes For people who didn't listen to the Hacker Public Radio uh, New Year show from last year, it was a 12-hour extravaganza arranged by Popey. Pokey, not Popey. Pokey. Pokey. And uh, everybody was being nice and polite until, um, well, not until Becky, come on, yes. Becky accidentally let out a, a, an adult word, and then it was a question of whether we were safe for work. Um, and just to let everybody know, yet again, Hacker Public Radio has got an explicit tag on iTunes. So uh, make from that what you will. 
but freedom of speech just, is encouraged. Yeah, bitch. C- can I just say, in my defence, that we've been taking part in some podcasts that are very um, suitable for work, so therefore we do tend to watch our P's and Q's, and it was just a case of, I just sort of asked, you know, New Year's Eve, alcohol was involved, can I, can I let slip a, a naughty, and as soon as you said I could, that was it, full on Tourette's. I say, it, it, uh, it made me chortle. <laughs> But it it wasn't actually from you mostly, it was from the other guys. I can but, usually give, a, give as good as I get. Okay, so that's pretty much the community news show. Everyone have a good time or not? At dog camp, I had an amazing time and I've had a good uh, good night tonight as well. Yeah, was the best. Go ahead, Dave. No, I just said it was fun. That's <laughs> good. I shall be back if I'm invited. Oh, you are, of course. No, I mean, uh, let's have a low-down, dirty chat about dog camp and how people were and how you've recovered and stuff like that. I was proper exhausted when we got home on the Monday, on the Tuesday. I think it was tagged as Oglag on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was whacked. It was um, it was a brilliant weekend, but it was, um, I don't know, the combination of talking to people for like near enough, you know, 20, 24-7. It was like uh, that and the and the excessive heat it was just liverpool was just it, i just melted i only had to walk like and that was it or burst out in sweat it was horrible but the weekend was fantastic yeah it was pretty good i i mean i uh, my my mate was down from scotland and i just had switched into uh hpr mode and uh, uh, i mean <laughs> it, it was just odd uh but it was a great it was a really good weekend i have to say there's a definite more relaxed feel this year. I think, like say, they're going from strength to strength and, you know, improving on any sort of, like, mis- not necessarily mistakes, but maybe learning experiences. So it was definitely, um, like I say, more sort of slicker, smooth, a lot more relaxed. What shows, do, what um, talks did you get to see? I went to see the Apocalypse one. I saw the Stephen Fry one. But to be fair, I tend to go to Og Camp more for the chatting and the meeting with people. I'm quite happily sit outside of a you know of a conference room or a talk and just talk to you know anyone. Yeah, I did. I did a much of that as well. I um, I saw the Apocalypse one. We've back sat with Becky and watched that. That was good. I know. I'm now um, planning to pack my inch kit, which is. I'm not coming home, so but I think I'll you take Becky. Well coming home. <laughs> I was about to say I think I'll take Becky with me. Um, I watched um, John the Nice. What was the apocalypse on? Um, it was basically it was about. Um, it was James Huggers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. It was basically loads of you know, talk about loads of different ways in which the apocalypse could happen, and then it basically went in and talked about the culture behind people and organisations and groups which are preparing for the apocalypse. And it, I think he ended it with saying that we're all doomed. So <laughs> it was quite depressing for the first talk that I saw. Yeah, then I went on and I watched um, John the Nice Guy Spriggs. He did a talk about, which was quite interesting, it was a talk about how he, because he developed the um, software for, him and his team developed the software for the organising the actual talks and stuff. Um, help me out, what was it called? Campfire, Campfire, Campfire Manager. Yeah, that's it, Campfire Manager. So his talk was basically about 
how his team, him and his team worked with um, version control and how he managed um, people contributing towards that. So that was a good talk. Um, I found that interesting because I, it's, um, he, he works on quite a small, he was working on quite a small scale. So it's interesting just to see how other people do that sort of thing. Um, in comparison to how I've been working with Crunchbang. So, and then straight after that in the same room, I watched Nathan Dumont do his Ogbox talk, which was, it was, well, it was just amazing, really. I mean, he's just a guy and he gives his talks almost with effortless kind of, it was effortless the way he talked about how he built this little device. Um, completely free and open hardware and open software just it, it, as a almost um what are those little devices that they sell oh, seriously I forgot they sell apple sells them oh, ipods that's it so it was um a completely open alternative to an ipod still pretty much in the early stages of development but it was fantastic just to see you know this sort of thing going on and i think that's what for me this year that's what it was there was a lot more hardware stuff going on and nathan's talk was sort of like summed that up for me it was brilliant yeah i saw nathan's talk as well and uh i was really impressed with it because it, it looked like a proper sort of professional printed circuit board type thing. It just looked amazing. And I, got, I kept thinking, I wonder if I could do record interviews for HPR. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was really good. From my point of view, Nathan delivered it in a completely non-technical way so that even, you know, someone non-techie like me could actually follow it. Yeah, definitely. It was, because um, to be fair, you're not a hardware guy and some of the stuff that he was talking about went over my head, but it was, he made it really easy to follow. So yeah, yeah top notch. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, Becky and Phil. Um, uh, I, I, quit, I quite like the way he, he talked about some of the chips he'd used and then the justification as to why he'd used them you know, to do with like patents and patents and licenses and things. I thought that was quite, quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm not sure if there's a video. There should be videos available of all the talks, but if you know, if you're going, if you're just about, if you're just going to watch one, I would probably recommend that one. They're still trickling out. So, um, Mike, did you have? Um, did you go to any other talks? Uh, <laughs> um, I saw the first one uh, about freedom and licensing, uh, and that was it was kind of interesting. But I, I mainly just stopped there because that's where the uh, the sort of warm up speech from Mark had been given. Um, I can't remember now what I saw. It, was, it all seems so long ago. Um, but all the talks I saw were, were fantastic. I, I really enjoyed them all. Stephen Fry podcast or video cast, that was excellent. I did see that online. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, I, no, I was. Um, all I was going to say was, uh, didn't everybody go and see the quiz, the uh, the, the three podcast quiz, the um, uh the, uh, the, Dick the and Lord Dick Turpin Lord That's right. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly lost the names of everybody there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did yeah. you watch that? I, I saw that, and I, I saw Ron uh, manning the scoreboard. Uh, I thought that was uh, impressive and amazing, and just totally, totally appropriate. Brilliant. Yeah, it had true uh, slapstick comedy potential. That it was fantastic. Hilarious. Yeah, it was really hilarious. I thought. Yeah, and the the dove from above. Part as well with um, tux from above. <laughs> Sorry, tux, tux from above. That's that had me, uh, yeah, chuckling. 
I did think that um, Pete Cannon was going to have someone's eye out, though, the way he was flicking those cards. Um, yeah, he, he was giving them some money. He did mention that as well. Since uh, since then, did they on the um, did they um, they didn't do a a, share, a a combined podcast this year either? No, there was a bit of communication failure towards the end. I think they were going to at the end of the raffle and then they decided not to. And I think actually separately, UUPC and Linux Outlaws have covered this in their show since Obcamp to explain why. But uh, I was, well, I was annoyed because I had missed the, uh, the um, quiz talk roundup thing because that's the one talk that I, I want to go to. And we were kind of out in the exhibit, exhibitors area and we were really, um, on the first day, we were kind of on a wing, and we were a bit out of it. It was only then that I realized that we were a bit out of it, that the crew were already coming over to move us down to the um, lower ground floor, where we would be closer to the main auditorium. So just spot on on the crew before people start complaining about it. They already have a resolution to the issues. worked out quite well. Yeah, that, that was a good move. So it was, because uh, the first day... It was almost, well, I had trouble finding you on the first day, but the second day, everybody was pretty much on that lower floor, unless you were watching, you know, a presentation in one of the rooms. But on the second day, when they moved it all down to the lower ground floor, and there was um, the exhibitors and the cafe and everything, it was brilliant down there. So, Yeah, it was kind of good down there, because at least people had registered down there, so they knew where the main hall was, and they knew... Okay, well, I know where that is because the Geeknik area was there as well. So. Did anyone spot the Wiki House? Because that was something that just seemed to fly under the radar. It just all of a sudden, and there's a Wiki House. That's a separate project that's part of um, DOES Liverpool or Do Epic Shit Liverpool, isn't it? It's um, Aid McEwen. Is that what that stands for? Do Epic Shit Liverpool? Yes. Did you not know that? No, it was on awesome. H- <laughs> it, it was on a HPR podcast. No, I, I totally missed that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so does does Liverpool and they part of that because of open sourceness? They have this project called this Wiki House, and it was being built at the university, not because of Ogcamp. It's like an ongoing project. But Aid McEwen, who was upstairs with Bubblino, um, he's part of that. He, his name was on one of the Donald's one of the sponsors of it. Alright. Okay. okay, that makes sense. They I really, really enjoyed doing the inventories. By the way, just for people to know, every conversation that I had at on camp was essentially recorded and released. So <laughs> if you followed my uh if you followed the HBR interviews you more or less got everything um that I did at Odd Camp short of going and getting tea and coffee and visiting other facilities. Ken, you didn't record our conversation about sharing a booth next year. No, but you can mention that if you wish. Okay. So on the way back from where were we? I think it was on the way back from the pub on the last night, was it? We um, sort of like had a conversation about the possibility of sharing a, a booth in the exhibitors area next year. So a hacker public radio combined crunchbang type of booth. So. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But surely that's going to be too much awesome in one place. You can never have too much awesome in one place. Well, I have two favourite men in one place. It's easy for me. I think that was that was the idea. It was to have 
lots of awesome in one place and try and um, get people that might be interested in i'm completely stealing ken's funder here because the idea is that all the hacker public radio fans of the world might come over to the booth and um might stumble across crunchbank and that'd be that'd be cool so phil can we expect a version of crunchbank with all hpr recording tools all integrated with it and stuff like audacity and all the rest of it no <laughs> no i don't know maybe excellent excellent answer um, well we could do a you could do a special rebuild remix for just for that event can we that'd be cool one thing i do know is that next year i will be um testing my wireless beforehand by the way people listening to the saga of my wireless it turns out that it is the hardware switch is broken so um that's why the wi-fi hasn't been detected by any distro few <laughs> but uh yes um also we did also mention also uh fostem another large european uh, event which is more convenient to me as it happens would be an ideal opportunity to try out that uh, shared booth thing because at fostem i need two people to uh quote man the booth although it can also be woman the booth for anybody listening out there going to Fostem, uh, I need two people's names to put it down. And if Core Nominal um, did uh, Core Nominal did um, come over to Fostem, then uh, it would help HPR out greatly because uh, then we would have two people uh, down there. It's under consideration. No, seriously, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I can't commit at the moment to Fostem, um, but. I think I'd like to go. I don't know. Let's see how things go. Work out. I think on that one. And if all the Crunchbang uh, poor members could convince uh, convince Philip, where did uh, Becky go? By the way, she's uh, standing right next to me. We're just about to troubleshoot her connection. Groovy. That's big time for. Anyone got anything else to say or uh, anything that we missed? Nothing here. So with that, I will uh, thank everybody for. Um, for putting up with all the odd camp content it was really really fantastic to um, talk to everybody Mike uh, sorry I didn't give you the t-shirts on the day you know the reason for that <laughs> and uh, embarrassing though it was and uh, they will be shipping over to you if people want to make their own t-shirts the STVs for doing them are available on the website under hack public radio forward slash media and there's images in there and you can print off your own um, t-shirts and stuff like that and if anybody is wants to run off stickers for us for whatever for free <laughs> feel free to do that and send them in because hacker public radio is a community all right with that i'll uh, talk to you later and thanks everybody for joining in thanks ken thanks everyone yeah thanks. massive thanks from me and becky becky's having trouble at the moment but she wanted to say thank you. <laughs> okay. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, Dave. Bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. 
Maker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All Binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.